Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. We've made it to a conference near and dear to our hearts. And that's why it took us so long to record this episode. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the man who gives the least dams about the whole state of Michigan. And with me, as always, is AJ, the original triplets are Hanny, Hart, and Manningham, Marchese. I'm surprised that Ohio State didn't sue you for saying the state of Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Topical. (laughs) Classic AJ, always plugged into the Big Ten stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, today we're going to continue our summer scouting series with the closest Power 5 conference to us geographically and internally in our hearts, mm-hmm. the Big Ten. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, going out to Vegas maybe, looking for a young or a 2 don't draft a run back on the first day. Don't draft a run back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Big Ten football's back, baby. And will this be the year the Big Ten has a quarterback? Nope, because that was this past year with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, this group of quarterbacks that we're going to talk about today, I feel like we've seen them. Well, I mean, we have seen them. But like, it feels like... Rewind to last year's Big Ten show, and we already talked about them yeah. all. <laughs> but there's still... I, I still have big questions about this group. Like, I feel like I don't have a good grasp on them, which is kind of funny. Um. I would say especially about Brian Lewerke, who yeah. is my number one Big Ten He's also my number one Big Ten quarterback. He was my number one, sorry, uh, yeah, my number one Big Ten quarterback at this point last year. Yeah, same But it uh, slipped because he's an enigma. Well, 
Based on 2017 tape, there was some first-round talk, some hype going to the mm-hmm. season. We were pretty on board with it. And then, obviously, he faltered a ton in 2018 as a junior. And because of that, returning for his senior year at Michigan State, um, apparently he was playing through injury last year, and that played a role in his big decline. There's still flashes. Mm-hmm, there was. And there's still reasons to get excited about Lewerke. Yeah. But I, I just wonder if he'll come out somewhere in between that 2018 and 2017 form in 2019. I think probably. He's a very fun quarterback. He, it, I, I am pretty sure I said this last year. He has some of the stylistic similarities to Sam mm-hmm. Darnold in the way when the play breaks down. He almost feels like he's at his best because of his instincts. Yeah. And he's got the arm talent. He's got a little bit of funny mechanics. Yeah. Um, the accuracy and poise overall are definitely the biggest questions. So yeah, look back, looking back at last summer, I, I ended up with a third round grade, and like I, like you said, with the flashes, put in my notes the potential to be a first rounder is there. I, I felt like that. And then again, yeah, the 2018 season was rough. Playing hurt was the I, I don't know, but again, the flashes were there, and yeah. It's just being more consistent, obviously, and like the accuracy is sporadic. But like you said, the the Darnold comparison, uh, I kind of feel the same because like you watch him and you know he's got that big play making ability in him and like making those throws under pressure. Like you said, escaping the pocket, a lot of fun throws and yeah, wonky release a bit. And do you still have a draftable grade on him? I do. I do. I, I still have a 6-7. I, I have a 6 right, right now. now. Um, I think he needs to learn how to play from the mm-hmm. pocket. His best plays came in the play, broke down, like we are talking about, the the same, same stylistic play of Sam mm-hmm. Darnold. Um, but, yeah, this year I think his senior year is all about showing he can make the easy, the layup yeah, throws, yeah. and just be consistent from the pocket, hit those short to intermediate throws, because I think his deep accuracy is better than his short accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to become a better decision maker. Yes, for sure. And, like, I'm not the mechanics. It's a weird wind-up like Darnold, but I don't think... I don't think it's a... It's a slow release. No, I, I agree. I agree. And I do think it does affect his accuracy at times, and that's just the accuracy overall is... There's more to it than just the mm-hmm. mechanics, he, though. He, and his footwork, he needs to clean up yeah, as well. Yeah, he steals a lot of passes. And that, that was even 2017 tape, right? Yeah, that was the biggest thing with him. Yeah, in 2017 mm-hmm. for sure. But I have high hopes for him. I think he is the most talented quarterback in the Big I team. agree. Um, who do you have next? I have Nathan Stanley, the Iowa quarterback. I also next. have Nate Stanley. And he's another guy that is a – like. Feels like we know what he is, but I think the big question is like, how much is draft Twitter gonna differ from the NFL? Because he doesn't seem like a guy the NFL is gonna just like a lot. Yeah, him, he, him, and Steven Montez. Mm-hmm. Those are the two guys I think are gonna be hyped a lot more than how draft Twitter feels about them. Yeah, I think Daniel Jeremiah did an article about polling execs. I write today on quarterbacks, and they said one quote from one exec who knows what who it was, but said Nate Stanley was just behind Tua and. Uh, Herbert for him. See, that's insane because although there are definitely things to like with Stanley, mm-hmm. he's also he's got a huge frame. Yes, he's got a big arm. 
Um, I think his footwork's pretty solid, mm-hmm. uh, but just the accuracy overall, he doesn't have great touch. Yeah. Um, his, his mechanics aren't that great either, and he's not the best decision maker in the world. I'm very all over the place on him. I think right now I just see a late day three potential backup with some upside because of the RFL. I agree with you. Um, but uh, like I think last year, funny enough, last uh, last summer I liked him more than I do now. I have a I have a seventh round grade on him. I think which you do as well. Me too. Like you said, the the body is nice. The arm is good. I mean, not mobile at all. The tools are there to be an NFL guy. You could see it right away. And like lots of good throws. And I think like his intermediate passing is pretty good. But again, like you said, inconsistency. The accuracy is inconsistent. I think he's gonna like right now. Doesn't he just look? He's gonna be like a fourth round pick. Definitely, I definitely feel that way. Like kind of like Ryan Finley esque from last year. In in a for a different reason. Yeah, um, yeah for a different reason. Shea Pat mm. Shea Patterson's the guy I have third, the Michigan QB. Um, is that who you have third as well? Yeah, Patterson just on the cusp of being draftable for me. Yeah, I have him just slightly behind Stanley. I see like a interesting career backup type, like Colt McCoy type of quarterback here, mm-hmm. where it's like physically arm talent wise, he's fine. There's nothing super special yeah. there. Um, I do like his mobility a lot. His accuracy is a bit sporadic, yes. but there's pieces like I could, I can live with him coming in every so often take a couple snaps maybe a spot start down the road here or there but i just like he seems like the type where i'd take him in the seventh round mm-hmm. and like he'll be around a while as a backup who doesn't need to play much no i th- i feel pretty similar to him and like you said like uh, sporadic like he kind of plays wild in the pocket and his feet can get him in trouble and like bouncing balls and then again, yeah, there's some nice touch throws and placing good ball placement sometimes. Some tighter window throws. Uh, yeah, I, I still feel like it, like to be more than a seventh round guy or UDFA he needs a lot of work. But yeah, I agree with you. The arm is decent. The velocity is decent. He opens it up a bit. And like you said, that the the movement skills are nice. Like I, he's a gritty dude too. I can definitely see him being a career backup and spot start guy. I'd like to see him in year two of the Harbaugh system because it was such a completely different offense from what he was used to at mm-hmm. Ole Miss. I mean, lots of lots of weapons uh, there, and he's making fake burner accounts, tweeting at Harbaugh, trying to open it up. So, And then I think Elijah Sindler, the Purdue guy, he's a guy who will be a little interesting to see as the full-time starter this year just because Brahms is coach, mm-hmm. and he's clearly got size and physical tools with his arm. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot to be desired in terms of accuracy and footwork and decision making. But at least you've got tools there. Uh, I didn't really think anything about Maryland quarterback Josh Jackson. I like him as a college passer, but yeah. I I agree. Well, this isn't college anymore, I know. You know I have a soft Uh, spot for Josh Jackson. Moving on to the running backs, this is a very interesting group. There's a lot of talent. Um, There's top-end talent. It's going to be a really great overall running back Mm -hmm. class. Um, And there's two big names in the Big Ten and a couple of uh, other interesting guys. Who's your number one running back in the Big Ten? Uh, Number one for me, Jonathan Taylor, the Wisconsin running back. Same as me. Uh, Taylor and Dobbins are pretty close for me, though. 
Yeah, no, I think the thing that separates them for me, I uh, the J.K. Dobbins hate is a little uh, over the top right now. Do you in think my it's my mind on draft Twitter? I do you think it's just because like the hype for him died? You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. I I, I just I, I I think both these guys are super talented, mm-hmm. but J- Jonathan Taylor's overall athleticism to go along with his size is what kind of separates. I them. agree. He's got. Yeah impressive burst for a 220 pound running yeah. back and he's got quickness and power he's just a more complete overall runner mm-hmm. uh he's a guy who i could see sliding into the back end of the first round i don't just i have a fourth round grade on him i'm not like super high on him but yeah i mean the, the physical skills and the talent yeah i think like yeah i i have a third round grade on him and i i just the the combination of contact mm-hmm. balance quickness power and yeah. burst mm-hmm. Uh, and instincts as a runner. I do worry about what what's he going to do for me as a pass catcher and a pass yeah. blocker. No. But this is like, this is the, if this was 10 years ago, he would have a chance to be a top 15 pick. I yeah, think. I agree. I mean, quickly, I, I feel like he kind of gets caught behind the line a lot more often than you hope for a guy with his talent, though. Uh, I don't know if how many, maybe I have like questions of him just, creating for himself to use a basketball term vision it's it's a bit of vision vision and uh, that's always the biggest question yeah yeah that's always the biggest question with wisconsin running back vision how much is that offensive line doing mm-hmm. versus how much is he doing because the offensive line so talented exactly i do like him though but uh, yeah i just the tools are there i see a lot of fred taylor <laughs> in him who i mean obviously is one of the best running backs of this yes. century so Definitely got to watch J.K. Dobbins, number two, though, in the mm-hmm. conference. A human bowling ball type with a guy who I, I love his contact balance. I love his yeah. quickness, and I love his vision. Yep. I just wish he would run lower. He runs too high. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a, a guy who, again, I want to see more of what he can do on passing downs. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, although, I, he's a really solid blocker and really willing to do it. Yeah, 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 definitely. I just want to see him more involved as a pass. Don't disagree. I also have a fourth round grade on Dobbins, but he's he's behind Taylor for me. Yeah, I also have a third round grade, but just behind. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are plays where I think he he looks like his human bowling ball, like Maurice Jones Drew style running back, and then there's other plays where he's just running so damn. Can you hard. only comp guys to Jaguars running backs, please? Yes, <laughs> this is what I do. My next one, my RB three here is a Quell Armstead type. <laughs> Who's your next guy if you want to make the jump? I I think the next two most interesting guys after t- like Taylor and Dobbins are head and shoulders above the rest, but the next the next two really interesting guys to me are uh, Reggie Corbin from mm-hmm. Illinois and Anthony McFarland from. They Illinois. are my only two uh, draftable grades after them. So yeah, I agree. Okay, I wasn't sure if I was like maybe because the the Reggie Corbin hype is. It's hard to find. There is some, but it's hard to find. Um, so I wasn't sure if this was just me being maybe a little too into him because I respect the hell of Bobby Smith in Illinois. I have a seventh but on Corbin. I, I think there's something there. He, I, I the the quickness and burst, exactly. and I yeah. think what he can do as a pass catcher yeah. and his elusiveness in the open field. I don't think like there's this is like a bell cow type of running no. back or an every down running back or anything but this he's got the tools to be a really interesting change of bait change of pace mm-hmm. satellite type back with the the big playability and what he does as a pass catcher i, I agree and like 510 200 I, I like 
for that side, it's pretty tough, dude. Like, good contact balance. But, yeah, like you said, the burst, quickness, agility. So, what are you liking them? In the rate system, I think you've got a, a running back two type of satellite back who can mm-hmm. do damage as a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely a guy who is kind of the key to Illinois' season this year and a guy I would be... Like, if you're watching a good Big Ten school play Illinois, that's the guy you should watch. I agree. And then with McFarland, I think similar uh, similar stuff in terms of his explosive burst to hit yeah. home runs and his elusiveness yep. and quickness. Uh, I, I think there's more upside I agree. with him. I, I have McFarland over Corbin. And he's only entering his redshirt sophomore mm-hmm. year. Um, and he destroyed Ohio State mm-hmm. last year. That's when I first wrote his yeah. name down. And I, with him, I, I'm excited to see him in a more of a full role at Maryland this year, like where he gets the keys to yeah. the offense. Uh, I, I'd like to see him run uh, with more power and, and try and better contact balance and run behind his pads yeah. a little better um, instead of being like a one-trick home run hitting pony. I'd also like to see him catch the the ball out of the backfield a little more and just be used in that way. Because, I mean, always um, guys like McFarland, their ticket to the league is catching the football, right? Like, the big ticket, right? Yeah, like, he's, like he's, yeah. he's five going to be size questions around him. Mm-hmm. But, again, in, the, in today's day and age, with a guy with that type of explosiveness out of the backfield, if he can also make an impact as a pass catcher, there's definitely a satellite-type role for him. For, like a yeah. Gio Bernard-esque is what I thought of when I was watching him. Yeah, because, like, the, the burst is... The burst and the long speed are legit, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do anyone else really catch your eye? Like, uh, do you have anybody else who was above... Like, although you said those were only four draftable, uh, do you think anybody else was kind of above the other uh, uh, undraftable types? I think my next guy's Sergeant, but, like, he's okay. That's mine as well. Okay. We can talk I, I, I'm kind of interested. Well, I'm just kind of interested to see what he can do this year. Yeah. I thought it's all contact balance and a tough, small runner. Um, mm-hmm. And But, I mean, behind that offensive line, he should be kind of doing some damage. But, yeah, I thought he was definitely the most interesting guy after those uh, those four. And then, it I for agree. me, it really dropped off. Yeah. I agree with you. But, uh, hey, Garrett Groshek. The Wisconsin backup running back? That dude's going to make one hell of a fullback one day. <laughs> you know, hold on. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How much do you like Chris Evans? I know there's a big question because he's not playing this I, year. but I, I I like him. Me too. I'm a Chris Evans. Like, I don't have a draftable grade on him, but I like the, I think his size, um, his combination of contact balance and quickness, I think he's an interesting guy. And I, if he wasn't suspended this year, I think – he would really be able to make a name for himself uh, as Michigan's top running back. I, I agree with you fully. I think he's got, like, late-round NFL talent. I don't have a draftable grade on him either, but he's, like, almost there. And, again, missing the whole year is going to be rough. I don't know if he'll play for Michigan again, but, yeah. Yeah. No, it kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's move on to the receiving group, the, the wide receivers. Um, I think it's a really deep group. I think it's a good group. some talent at the t- – talent at the top and a lot of a lot of guys who this is the year they could really prove it and uh, shoot their draft stock up mm-hmm. um but but i think two seniors stood above the rest for me uh who's your number one wide receiver in the big 10 kj hill from ohio state 
I like Tyler Johnson and KJ Hill both a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they're both really impressive route runners. Um, two guys I hope are at the Senior Bowl when we get to see. But ultimately, I had Tyler Johnson above KJ Hill. Um, I think Tyler Johnson's probably in my. I think he's my sixth overall receiver, and KJ Hill's my seventh overall receiver right now. So very tight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the thing that's separated, I thought Tyler Johnson is already an expert uh, in terms of route running and release. Mm-hmm. Not to say Hill isn't, because I think Hill's really great with both. But I think Tyler Johnson um, might be the second best route runner in the country. He, he that's it, that's for sure his his big tool. Absolutely, he's very and, good. And, and another interesting thing with him that stood out in my mind was. His ability as a contested catch receiver, mm-hmm. despite not being a massive guy, like 6'2", 200. Like you like the size. size but yeah. yeah, but he's not this 6'5", power forward. Yeah. And he's really dominates with these contested catch situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I do – he does have some concentration drop stuff. Yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. I, like, I still feel like his hands are solid because, again, like I said, contested catch and big catches. But, yeah, the concentration cup drops uh, pop up often. Yeah, that's something he really needs to clean up as a senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, decent athlete, but uh, not he's not going to blow you away, but he can finish yep. and make some plays after the catch. Uh, he's, he, he has that just... He's going to get himself open with his dominant right running. Yeah. Um, and if when he doesn't... Uh, when there isn't massive separation due to right running, he wins these contested catch situations. He's the type of receiver who... You've always feel comfortable throwing the ball to, mm-hmm. but those concentration drops are like the big thing holding him back right now in my mind. That's why you have the Devonte Adams comp, right? I should. I, I wrote down Adam Thielen when I was watching him. It's so Minnesota of you. I know. And then just moving on to KJ Hill. I'm a big KJ Hill think, fan. Let me let me let me preface this conversation. I am right too. Now. He he's he's not getting enough hype. I, I thought. Um, he was the most consistent Ohio State receiver last year. I thought he was the best one uh, watching live. And I even watching tape with on McLaurin and Paris, I still thought KJ Hill was. And I have a bigger grade on Hill than I do on either of them. So, did. I, I think McLaurin the better route runner, but KJ Hill the better hands. And then Paris Campbell was a, not even a true type of receiver. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. his own thing. Yeah. I, I, but that, yeah. Having those three together is just incredible in terms of talent at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, with KJ Hill, I think better hands than Tyler Johnson, but not the same route runner. I, I still think um, he's a really good route. I agree with you, but no, I think no, he's I, good. yeah, I, I still would say he's probably one of the five best route runners I've seen. Yeah, he's very good, and it, it, you know, for him, his feet are just so quick. He does that, those little nuanced um, steps and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's not this great athlete or anything, but he just does the little thing. He's a technician. He does all the little things right. Um, there's just. I don't think he has some massively elite trait somewhere. I agree. I think he's just really well-rounded. And I think you'll like the uh, the comp I had on him. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, Robert Woods. Oh, I do like that. Yeah, it's just a similar build. Yeah. Nothing blows you away in terms of athleticism mm-hmm. or size with Robert Woods. He just always works himself open because he's a great red runner and has trustworthy hands. He's just a safety net. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The KJ Hill, the one-handed catch against mini where he doesn't break stride and then does the sticky hand celebration that that won me over okay i'm not gonna lie yeah I, no i uh, 
I think they're both really, really impressive uh, senior receivers. Uh, I agree. Watch the series in the Big Ten. I agree. After that, there's a whole to me. There's a whole mess of guys who are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, in in this order, could go anywhere. Who do you have as your third guy? Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. No way. Yeah. Okay, I have, I have uh, DPJ as my fourth guy. Uh, the Michigan receivers are are kind of hard to separate from me because I'm a homer, but yeah. I, I have my, my third guy is Nico Collins. Okay, yeah, that's what I mean. They're hard to separate for me. I think I'm, yeah, I'm DPJ and then Collins. And I like I want to see more Black, but Black's also very Yeah, Black Black I didn't include because he, he's barely played. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have Nico Collins from Michigan and Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan as my three and four. I have them very tight. I think the thing right now is... I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a more athletic upside type, and then Nico Collins yeah. is the, the bigger hands, body control, power yeah. forward, contested catch guy. Yeah, for and sure. And I think overall Peoples-Jones has um, more upside, but Collins has shown more to this point. I think that's fair. And, I mean, Nico Collins came on really late in the season, too. And, like... Yeah, he... he I, I, I think they are with Bl- Tariq Black... Like that is a really strong trio if they're mm-hmm. all healthy and all, they all because they're all they all do different things really well. They do, and I mean, like, like, do you think Peoples Jones is a slot receiver in the NFL? I think that'd be a really interesting spot to play him. Yeah, I think I I kind of feel like that's where he project. He plays a bit of the slot. He's kind of he's an interesting guy. Yeah, like the athleticism. I think he's a good route runner. The hands are solid, but like, another guy that yeah I, yeah go ahead. I just want to see. I want to see um, more route tree from him. Mm, and, yeah. Uh, take another step forward again. Tr- both uh, both true juniors uh, this year. Yeah. So both really young. I think uh, DPJ the the overall speed and ability to separate. Yeah. Combined with he makes some he has an impressive catch radius for a not massive. Guy. Yeah. Like not to say he's small, but he's not the same body type as Nico Collins. Yeah. Um. And I think he looks more like a complete wide receiver one potentially go-to target down the road than Collins, yeah. where Collins can be that wide receiver two who wins with his size and then the red zone. Uh, again, just to say all three of their sizes, uh, Peoples Jones, 6'1", 208. Like, that's a pretty good size receiver. Uh, Collins is 6'3", 218, and Tariq Black, 6'2", 215. So, like, it's like, yeah, all, all well-built. Yeah, they're all very well. And all came in together, which is pretty damn cool. Go Blue. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> not better than last year's Ohio State receivers, though. So. Uh, we'll see when they're all first-round picks. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, both. I like them both a lot, and I want to see more from Tariq Black. Uh, who are you going to next? Um, after the Michigan boys, I have Penn State receiver K.J. Hamler. Okay, uh, Hamler's... Do you, do you have a draftable on Hamler? Yeah. Okay, I don't, but I'm. he's interesting. I see a lot of... Uh, like John Brown, Travis Benjamin type of yeah. slot guy there. He's yeah, slight build for sure. Really small, five nine, one sixty eight. Yeah, uh, big time speed downfield. The ability to separate as a big playmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also think his release game is really strong for uh, only a redshirt freshman last year. Yeah, yes. his release game was really strong. Yeah. I want to see more routes from him. Yeah, but I I, I think there's a this could be a dude. It could be. I uh, I don't know. I don't know what the issue was for me. Like it just didn't feel complete. And like you, but like you said, like good release and like ability to separate in the athleticism. The hands are a little. Uh, what holds you back with him? I don't know. If, 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe just not enough after the catch. I don't know. I don't. I don't. We'll see. I want to see more of him for sure. He's interesting. Um. Also, who who did you have after the Michigan guys? Sorry. Uh, it is Hamler. I just don't have a draftable on him. Okay. Who do you have I, after Hamler? I have JD Spielman. See another. I wasn't too high on Spielman either. But let's talk about him. I, I I had similar feelings with Spielman as I did with Hamler. They're kind of similar. A bigger, a yeah, little bigger, and not the same juice as Hamler. Yeah, yeah, but still juice. Um, yeah. In ability to separate and burn downfield. Uh, I didn't. I thought his hands were a little less consistent. Mm-hmm. I thought route running and release were a little less, but. He's got a chance with Stanley Morgan on to take a big step up with Martinez at QB. Mm-hmm. Both both Hamler and Spielman, I I think, are the types of receivers the NFL. I agree. Yeah, is looking for yeah. these days out of the out of their slots, like the Hollywood. Not to say these guys are anywhere near what Hollywood Brown is, yeah. but just the despite the undersizedness, but the the ability to be an explosive deep threat and make. Um, Make plays as a, as a potential route runner. I agree. Do you like AJ Taylor at all? No, it's okay. I feel like there was flashes from him, and then I was like, like for one one play I'll be in on him, and then the next I wouldn't. It's kind of okay. after the Michigan guys. I kind of have Hamler, Spielman, and Cody White all lumped, and then mm-hmm. a big drop off to Quintez, Cephas, AJ Taylor, Danny Davis, and Nick Westbrook. Yeah, like none of those guys really interested me. Cody White's a no, interesting guy. Sorry, yeah, I meant the, the your last group there. Yeah, yeah, White's White's interesting. He's he's a guy who again you just want to see more from. Yeah, you just haven't seen all that much, yep. and he, he got hurt last year, but yep. there was big flashes, and I think his progress will be a huge key to Lewerke. Yeah, because him going down was a uh, hurt the Michigan State offense for sure. Yeah, and he's got he's got a good size, size athleticism. Yeah. A baseball player tracks the ball quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to see more from him in terms of route running. And just being in, like, Michigan State using him as the go-to guy. Yeah, only a true junior now. Like, yeah, if, if Lewerke is healthy and playing what he looked like two years ago and White's healthy, that, that, that'd be a really interesting duo to watch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, any, any other receivers you want to touch on or you want to move on to tight ends? No, let's, let's move to the tight ends, baby. Okay. Who I, – I, I think one tight end is – Got a chance to be in the top five tight end conversation from the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I actually, you know what? I like two of these guys, but yeah, uh, I like Bri- two of them too. I just thought, yeah, Bryson, Bryson Hopkins, Purdue. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, his. I'm surprised I didn't know more about him before, like just from watching Purdue last year. Me too, because. Yeah. His size and athleticism and contested catchability are really impressive. 6'5", 245. He looks like he could put on more weight. You know what I mean? He does. Again, yeah, I agree. The, the move, he moves really well. The good hands. Solid blocker, too. Uh, there's a lot to like with Hopkins. And just his ability to separate yeah. downfield as a, as a tight end who's not undersized mm-hmm. like like you said he he can afford to, like 10 more pounds would be nice yeah. 6 five, 255 I think he could be like easily perfect. yeah I agree but um right now he is it's a very wide open tight end conversation he, he's up there I think he's yeah yeah I think he's right there with Pinkney Calcaterra and uh Hunter Bryant and Kobe Parkinson uh, I I agree I have him up there I, yeah I think those are like the five guys for me. I'm not a huge Albert O guy, but I think mm-hmm. those are like the five most 
interesting tight ends there in the country right now. I and uh, yeah. I think his his hype's definitely gonna come because uh, Rondell Moore's and, and Brom are getting more attraction, yeah, or more eyeballs on Purdue, and I yeah. think people are start, gonna start noticing him. And they have on draft Twitter with Hopkins, and I think it's his boom will definitely come. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming the other tight end you're interested in is Wisconsin's Jake Ferguson. Yes, because I didn't know. Like I, I'm surprised I didn't know more about Hopkins, but I didn't know anything about Jake Ferguson. And he and he's a Wisconsin tight end. They're always good. He was just such a pleasant surprise. Retro sophomore going to his retro sophomore year, six four two forty seven. Yeah, very young. Yeah, really, really interesting guy. Ninety nine. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's got the tools to get uh, get himself drafted. I think. Yes. Uh, already a solid blocker. Um, As good you move. expect from Wisconsin tight end. Yeah, good movement. Does like does some stuff after the catch, which is a little surprising. Yeah, he he's not some big stiff. No, just blocking tight end from Wisconsin. Like not a lot of routes, obviously. I mean, uh, redshirt freshman, he's not going to ask to run a lot of routes and like. Yeah, he 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 showed off big playability and flashes, and yeah, this will be a year I think he can really settle into a role, especially if Wisconsin's going to have a QB who can throw the ball. Yeah, Alex Hornibrook obviously gone. He's slinging it for Florida State now, but yeah, like I mean, like Hopkins isn't like that fourth round grade for me right now. Uh, Ferguson isn't that high, but like I think right now he'd be a draftable guy for me. Yeah, no, I. The upside is definitely there mm-hmm. in the potential. A lot of these guys, these younger guys at the Big Ten, just between the receivers and tight ends, we just need to see more of them. Yeah. This isn't a lot out there on them. Yeah. But the flashes are there, and there's a reason we're talking about them. Um, do you care about McEwen or Stoll? Hey, undrafted guys, you bring to camp to block. I, I mean, yes. they're. <laughs> I think McEwen's a little better. But, yeah, uh, undrafted for me. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. Let's move on to the offensive tackle group. Um, the offensive line group in the Big Ten in general has some big names, and and some of their names do match their names. Rob, so. it's the Big Ten. This is just a great group of football players. I want to say that the Big Ten is just full of offensive linemen and linebackers this year. That's what my takeaway. I'm just gonna, yeah. I mean, edge talent too, but that's different. But yeah, yeah. Um, this is just a good group. Everyone's draftable. <laughs> I mean, all of them. Yeah, they're all they're all gonna get drafted. All 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 twenty five guys or <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's start with the big guys. Um, Tristan Wirfs, I think, is deeply in the top ten conversation right now. Yep, he is, and he's my number one tackle, and I like him a lot. I don't think I'm in that uh, that goo goo eye phase that everyone else seems to be on on the old Twitter machine with Tristan Wirfs, but he's a uh, he's really fucking good football player. I don't know. It depends who you ask. Some people are saying like the NFL views him as a guard and just all this jazz, but he's also a great athlete and was the number one player on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Yeah. Six five three twenty was just a mauler last year as a true sophomore yeah. at right tackle for Iowa. Yeah. What he does as a run blocker and using his size and leverage and just being a consistent finisher, I think instantly what you get with Wirfs is a dominant run-blocking right tackle mm. in the NFL. I'd like him as a pass blocker, too. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, like, I'm not worried. Uh, I think he he does need to improve his footwork. Yeah, he, he gets a little hoppy, and, like, he, if you catch him off balance, you can get him. Like, not a lot of guys are doing that because he's 6'5", 320, he's strong as hell, but in the NFL, it could happen, right? Yeah. And he makes up for it with his, his, he uses his length and heavy hands really well. Like you look and at the bottom, he's a really strong anchor. Yeah, exactly. Like 
he makes a lot of things look easy, and you look at the body. The body's there. It's an NFL tackle, in my opinion. Like, I, I thought there was flashes of looking like Trent Williams when I was watching him. He, like, again, he, he I'm almost surprised people are so in love with him because, to me, he just makes everything look really easy. But I guess that's a really good thing for a tackle, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, no, he, he is so far ahead on a true sophomore tape than what you'd expect from a offensive tackle in, in today's game. Rob, I, I still love the one opposite of him, too, though. I I don't love Alaric Jackson. He's my third guy. He's my second guy. Um, but I I I still I still believe in Alaric Jackson. I think with him, like he has great size, six six three twenty. Yeah. He he like uh, Worfs is a great finisher. Mm-hmm. Has has that asshole attitude, and I think there's a lot to love in terms of what he can do as a run blocker. He works up to the second level really well. Yeah, the movement I skills just, are nice. Yeah, what what don't you like? I don't think he's the same technician overall as worse. I agree. It's again, it's not the same. This is easy for me thing. Yeah, he's more raw upside. I agree. Um, I agree, but I think he's. I think he's. It's there though. Like not just the upside. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the tools are like I. I, I have a like a. I think a third round grade on Alaric oh, Jackson. Yeah, that's I think what, I'm not low on. Yeah, him. that's where I am too. Like, but I'm I was really high on worse. Yeah, no, I agree. And, but, like, both of these guys have... I think Jackson, even Jackson, has potential to be, like, a franchise left tackle. But, hey. Yeah, like, I think long-term starter at left tackle, potentially. I just need him. I, I, my big concern with him is I don't think he... Like, he needs to improve his lower body strength and anchor. That's fair. Because I don't yeah. I don't think his footwork's great, but he doesn't have the same thing that Alaric Jackson has where he's consistently using his hand, uh, his length and... and hand strength um, mm-hmm. and overall anchor mm-hmm. and so it affects him more in pass protection where as with Wirfs I think he can make up for some technical yeah. footwork problems yeah. right now yeah I get it if Alec Jackson can clean some stuff up though like he is firmly in the top 10 tackle conversation it's a, I mean it's a freaky duo to have like uh, he yeah he right now Worfs is my number one tackle mm-hmm. and Alaric Jackson's my number six tackle mm-hmm. in the in the country. I, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not trying to jump the gun, but like I've seen worse tackles than Alaric Jackson get drafted in the first round. Oh, <laughs> I'm just running hard knocks right now. Yeah, I know. So I mean, <laughs> it'd be pretty cool if they go tight end, two tight ends in the first round together, and then two tackles. I don't I don't know if they both come out this year, but they're in the same year. That'd be, year. That'd be cool. pretty cool, Rob. Yeah, um, the guy I have between them is actually a guy who wasn't a full time starter last year at Wisconsin. I like he's my third guy. Okay, yeah, I, I think those are the three clear three guys. Hundred uh, percent. Uh, yeah, Colvin Lanen. Is that how you say I'm, it? I'm not sure either. Lanen. I'm not sure. Six five three eleven. Um, redshirt junior, who was like a started partially last year on a really really impressive Wisconsin offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought he was better than their starting left tackle, who retired. I forget his name. Um, but I thought with Van Lannon, uh, he is what you expect a Wisconsin left tackle to look like. Yeah. Where he's just he's out there. Um, he's gonna be the classic. Oh, this guy's a right tackle in the NFL guy. Yeah, you got the ga- of, you got the big Gabe Creamy comp on him. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. 
What he does in the run game, I was really impressed by yeah. his his power at the point of attack and a power scheme. I think would be great. I have some athletic questions and some footwork questions and pass protection. Yeah. He just needs to develop overall, play more uh, to develop overall as a pass protector. But his ability to work to the second level and yeah. finish dudes, I thought I I loved that power in the run game. Yeah, no, I, I like Van Landen Lanen Lanen a lot too. I got like a fourth, fifth on him, and he he's gonna have the the other. Thing not just old school thought of oh is he right tackle is he gonna, yeah is this Wisconsin left tackle actually a guard yeah I I'm not yeah I agree I think he's a tackle I don't think he's the same like I have him above Alaric Jackson I think Alaric Jackson has more upside I agree I I just I think I I have a more of a certain plan with Van Lanen mm-hmm. if he doesn't work as a tackle mm-hmm. I mean it's pretty impressive that like we're saying. A guy who barely played and was just a sophomore last year that he's pretty safe, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, who else caught your eye at the tackle group? So no one else blew me away or anything, but I, I really liked uh, Indiana's tackle, Koi Kronk. Okay. I, I have a guy that kind of caught my eye, but we'll talk Kronk. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I thought, um, like, he's, he's a guard at the next level, mm-hmm. 6'5", 321. Yeah. I just really like, he's an, uh, a mean SOB. And uh, just his his demeanor on the field and what he was doing in the run game, <laughs> yeah. I was really was really catching my eye. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he like his pass protection needs a lot of work. I don't think he's a great athlete. He plays too high, um, but I think kicking him into guard, he's a guy who's catching my eye. And he was he was playing uh, right tackle for them, I believe, with West Martin at. Right guard, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think. And, and West Martin's a guy who caught my eye last year and wasn't getting a lot of hype, and then I think Washington took him in the fifth round. Uh, I think I think you love Indiana offensive linemen for some reason. I love Rutgers offensive linemen for some reason. I think that's what happens. That that's true. That is a fact. Uh, Camille Seymour's your guy. No, I I like the transfer. But anyways, um, well, yeah, okay, yeah, but that's he's an Ohio State. I'll line, speak so. of another Ohio State guy, Thayer Munford. See, I have heard the hype around him, but I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't, I, I don't know if I read too into the hype, so I was just kind of like. See, uh, yeah, or I saw none of the hype, and he impressed me. I think, like, for a true sophomore, sophomore yeah. at left tackle last year, like, there were things I liked a lot with him. I thought he was a better pass blocker than run blocker. I liked his footwork a lot, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of. Uh, and I think he's a good athlete. I think right now he's just a really raw athlete with pass protection upside. Who I agree. Who really needs to develop strength, play with ba- better um, balance. Uh, and it was, yeah, got to learn how to know like angles better and just hand placement better. But, yeah, I, I, like you touched on the athleticism. He looks like a really good athlete. And he's, like, always busting his ass, like, on the Dobbins runs or the Weber runs. He's, like, down there with him, and I, I appreciate that. The, the thing I'll say about him is mm-hmm. if, if you were to ask me who who – would I like think bet on uh, after the top three guys to make a leap to make to be like I think Koi Kronk's the most ready yeah but I think Mumford's got significantly more upside than all these yeah guys. he's he's very interesting he caught my eye right away um I didn't mind either Nebraska tackle yeah I, I yeah I didn't hate Luke Campbell I don't know he looked athletic, but raw as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's another really young guy, too, though. Yeah, like, this is a good, like, again, those are three true juniors that we like. and uh, Yeah, Campbell's young. I don't know. Like, it's a pretty good group of tackles, man. It's the Big Ten. What can we say? Yeah, Big Ten where tackles are built. <laughs> it's the corn-fed corn country, baby. 
Facts. Uh, okay, you want to move on to the interior offensive lineman? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. One man stood above the rest. He did. Uh, I mean, Tyler Beatty's, it's like, it's no, he's no secret at this point, the Wisconsin center. Yep. He's had first-round hype for like a year now. Yep. We talked about him last year on the show. Yep. I, you know what's funny? I, I wasn't a huge fan last year. I think he did. I'm going to keep defending myself, and I think he, he took a huge step last year. And he looks. I will look. I have a higher grade on him now than I did this time last it, it, year. Me too. <laughs> but but like I was also more much more in on him last year than I think you were. Yeah, I uh, I'm ashamed to admit it. I had a fifth last year. I think he got a hell of a lot better. Um, I think he got more powerful. That's that was my big issue. I, my number one note was functional strength and balance not quite there. And I thought he needs to get more consistent. Like I said, the high-end plays are there. And that was the athleticism, getting to the second yeah, level. The short area quickness. All that. And I, yeah, exactly. And I thought he got stronger. He got more balanced. Still a little bit of, like, I still think he needs to, like, he's not perfect, but, like, he's, like, a first-round guy. So I, I, I don't think there's really any blatant hole with him. Uh, I think. You, go ahead. Yeah. I think he, he could afford to um, get, like, the the anchor that that, that was what I was about to say the, the the power the bull rushes can get him a bit and like yeah the anchor but in a zone scheme like it's not he, a big deal I think he's just gonna dominate like he's Jason Kelsey asked yeah it's not a big the deal. shorter quickness the ability to attack angles similar to Garrett Bradbury last year who's a center prospect we both love mm-hmm. uh, and B also brings the classic Wisconsin lunch pill attitude yeah. of he's gonna finish you he he's in it for the run game yeah. He he's got really strong, uh, heavy hands. Mm-hmm. I just I think he's so pro ready. He he could be starting for half the NFL teams right now. I mean, probably. There's a lot of not great center play in the NFL, to be honest. Yeah, there. It, it, it's strange. Yeah, it is strange. Usually, it's such a, um, a weird, weird topic. But usually, it's a position where like there's just a bunch of solid dudes. And right now, it just feels like there's a lot of top end guys, and then the, a big drop off. Yeah, there's like the top. Eight and then a big drop off. Mm-hmm. Um, with BDs, I think like it'll be the same conversation as Bradbury last year, where it's like this dude's clearly one of the like ten best prospects. Yeah. How high are you willing to take a center? Who do you have? Uh, you do you, you have BDs over Humphrey, right? I do, but I I have them both in my top. I think both are top ten for. So it's tight. I I think I lean yeah. Humphrey, but it's close. Right now, BD's is the fifth player on my board, and Humphrey is the eighth player on my Okay, board. so you hate Creed Humphrey. Okay, I get it. Just absolutely hate him. Uh, yeah, I know. That's going to be a really fun talk. It is. They're just they're completely different types of stuff. I kind of want them to trade, like just switch schools right now. Oh, because stylistically? They're... Yeah. I don't know. Fair. I don't know. Fair. The darker Fair. red, I think it would look better on BD's. Uh, who do you go to next for your interior off the line? Uh, I go to your school, and I was really, really impressed by Cesar uh, Ruiz. I think he is the best of the bunch there, and I think he's what a, if I, Yeah, go ahead. What if I said this, and, and like, I didn't know a ton about him, mm-hmm. but in, uh, after Beatties and Humphrey, I think uh, Cesar Ruiz is the third best interior offensive line prospect right now. <sighs> okay, that's that's big. I th- I think he's good, though, Rob. I think and that's he's... three And that's three centers. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the best position. I think... Ruiz is he's pretty is pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, he is kind of he he's not the same 
power as Creed Humphrey, but I'm not questioning his power. Yeah. He's not the same athlete as Beatty's. Yeah. But I'm not questioning his athleticism. Exactly. He's one of those guys that, like, he's there and he's good. <laughs> like, like, he's not going to blow you away or make you look dumb, right? Only a true yeah, uh, true junior, too. He, he's a really well-rounded guy. Yeah. He built quite well. He's, like, 6'3", 320. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think right now he's, he's powerful in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's also got the quicks to kind of yeah. work up to the second level yeah. attack linebackers. Uh, I I would like to see a little more consistency with his balance and pass protection. Yeah, and his footwork. But again, he's he's quite young. He he. Uh, yeah. I mean, he. I guess him and Creed Humphrey are the same year, but um, he's a guy who I just didn't know a ton about, mm-hmm. and I was really really impressed. And. Yeah, he's my third interior offensive lineman right now. That's huge. Big big respects. Um, I like Ruiz. <laughs> I again, I think the anchor can get a little bit better, but again, he was a true sophomore playing center in the Big Ten, which means everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I, I see a future NFL starting center from what I saw. I yeah no I agree. Um, just like a well rounded safe guy. Uh, you want to talk any more Michigan football over here in the position? I thought Run Runyon. I like Runyon. I you know what I kind of like. All four of them. Um, who's your, okay, let me I, ask you. Who's your least favorite one? Uh, Michael on when you. Okay, I agree. I think the other three are drafted. Like could get drafted. Yeah, I I, I like uh, like obviously I like Ruiz after what I said. Mm-hmm. I think Runyon's a really interesting guy as a guard. Yeah, and Ben Bradson's uh, just a very solid like day three type. Exactly. Yeah, like I think Ben Bradson will go in the fifth or sixth round and like be a backup or a spot starter guard. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I think Runyon's a guy I, I want to see more of. Um, playing tackle at Michigan, of course. Yeah, I, mean, I think definitely a guard on, at the next level. I, I like it, him in the run game and his ability to get to the second level mm-hmm. a lot. I think he's got finishing attitude, kind of like his dad. <laughs> I, um, I was about to say, I want to see him get a little more angry and dirty like his dad. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like I, I, I He was catching my eye. Uh, mm-hmm. I also really like Jonah Jackson. Kay. Yeah, but, I like Jonah Jackson a lot, too. The, he, he was a guard at Rutgers, yeah. and now he's at Ohio State, and I'm really interested to see how he fits in there. See, that's, first of all, that's that's a big leap. That's like going from the fake Big Ten to the real Big Ten. Um, but looked really good on that offensive line for uh, Rutgers last year. You would throw on the Michigan game, and he's not losing a step, step right? And uh, Yeah, no, he he's very, I, I, I thought, like, decent-looking athlete. Yeah, you know what's funny? Pretty powerful. Yeah, he, he blows off the line really fast. And, like, he's he beats, like, everyone off the line, even the center somehow. And I don't know if it's because he's so quick or just it's Rutgers off the line. No offense to Cole because I love you. But it's the rest of the Rutgers off the line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, yeah, like you said, a powerful dude. Uh, good athlete. I He's really interesting. And I kind of hate that he went to Ohio State, but he looks good. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know how he could really uh, improve his overall, I think, mm-hmm. hype. Yep, exactly, now, exactly. Not yeah. stuck around Rutgers. No offense <laughs> to Rutgers. I, I also like Steven Gonzalez, the Penn State guard, a little bit. Um, and Kevin Jarvis, the Michigan State guard. Okay, I think they're both okay. Like, uh, no draftable grade on me, uh, on me, on them for me, but they're not bad. Like, again, it's the Big Ten. They're great. Yeah, with G- Gonzalez, I think, I mean, am I falling in love that it, with him being six four three forty nine, maybe a little bit, but just uh, I thought that power really showed the size and power yeah. in the run game. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, anyone else? No. You want to talk about no. on offense? We can jump to D. Or did you want me to tell you that it's a new season? Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is on the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed? Where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000 and only oh, costs $100 to enter. All you gotta do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right place to bet. You bet, you win, they pay. My bookie has live in game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. For you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and get up to $200 in free bets. Use promo code HEAVEN to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code HEAVEN when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Okay. Staying in the trenches with the Big Ten, let's move into the interior defensive line. Now, I don't think it's anywhere top-heavy the way the edge group in the Big Ten is. I agree. But I, I, I had a handful of guys who I, I think have the potential here. Um, I think there's some, like, just some solid guys. There's one guy I, 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 I like a lot. Oh, yeah? Okay. I'm interested because there's a... There's a, there, I think I, I got two two guys who I think could be that for you. I'm gonna bet that it's Robert Landers. Uh, no, but they're uh, he's he's one of my top two. Is Raquan Williams your one? No, I like Robert Robert Windsor at Penn State. Okay. Interesting guy. You, you don't like him at all? No, no, no. I mean, he's my friend on Twitter now. Actually, oh shit, he follows me. That's no big deal. Okay, I don't like him anymore, uh, but whatever. Yeah, six three two eighty nine. He is my fifth guy. Okay, well, big drop. Okay, um, Landers. I think for Windsor, a uh, true junior, right? I think off the top of my head. Uh, he's a redshirt senior. Oh shit, I wasn't even close. <laughs> uh, kind of like the one of those leverage guys, pass rush upside. Um, like I don't know. I I feel like I always like guys who like are good at like ex- just getting long on the defensive line. You know, it's the stack and shed style. Uh, I have a weird a we, when I was watching a weird name came to my head. I don't think the same athlete, but I got Taven Bryan feeling from him for some reason. Okay, because they're both kind of white. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like the, the the length and the leverage and the same similar size. You sure, it's not just Anthony Zettel all over again. No, I'm, I hate Anthony Zettel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, with Windsor I thought the pass the pass rush ability um yeah power yeah w- was interesting the ability like you said you mentioned the stack and shed uh his his ability to, um use both just straight up bull rush yep. or to to shed a guy and get pressure yeah um I don't think he's a great athlete but he's a solid athlete but again he's undersized six three two eighty nine yeah and that showed in the run game I thought he was kind of pushed around a little bit and he he lacks strength. And I'm not kind of not sure what I'm doing with him at the next level. That's fair. I mean, again, that's kind of like what, where where do you think is like where would you ideally have him play as as the as a three tech? 
I get. I think so. I mean, like, see, going I think back. So too. Yeah, going back to so Brian, it was kind of the same questions, right? Was he five? Was he three? But at the same time, Tim Brown's one of the best athletes we've seen on the defense. Exactly. He was a freak athlete. So I don't think Windsor's that, but... Um, and I think Brian had better overall functional strength. Uh, yeah. But I, 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 I understand, like, Windsor's flash plays are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about Landers? Yeah, Landers is a guy who uh, I think is just really safe right now and solid. I, for, like, for me, you put him on and the quickness is what... Catch your eye first. Yeah, he he lacks size, um, but we've kind of debunked that myth as that being a huge deal in the NFL. Yeah, I, I see. NFL. Yeah, I think he can get a little little washed in the round game, but six one two eighty five. Yeah, for context. Yeah, he can struggle to hold the point. Yeah, but yeah, he'll win with leverage and quickness. Yeah. Um, with him, it's kind of a question. He, he played a lot of the one-tech because mm-hmm. Draymond Jones was there playing three-tech. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if he slides over because you think, in theory, he's better fit to be a three-tech. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see how he does if he's playing more of that this year. But you want to see him add more strength, work on that and the anchor in the run game. Yeah, exactly. The point. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the leverage and quickness are what sold. I, I don't have, like, a massive grade on him. Uh, me me neither. I don't have a massive grade on Windsor either, but I do I do like both of them. Um, like, I, I have a fifth on Landers. Yeah, I have a, um, I also have a fifth. I have, like, a late fourth on Windsor, fourth, fifth. Like, they're close. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, no, Landers, I thought, was the kind of one of the safer guys. I, 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 I trust what I'm seeing there. Yeah. My number two guy is Raekwon Williams, the Michigan State interior defensive lineman. Solid hype around him. I think he's not as good as the hype, though. I agree with you. I think 6'3", 300, so you like the build. Mm-hmm. I think you can see flashes of the athleticism, the quickness. Yeah. But a lot of it is really, with him, it was really inconsistent play. Yeah. I found he just, I thought he was kind of dominated when they played Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a couple more splash plays against Oregon where you're like, okay, if you saw more consistency with that, like you could see why there was some hype. Yeah. And that was against a good offensive line in, in Oregon. But um, he he just – I don't think his game is nuanced enough right now. Yeah. Uh, I think that's I, fair. He also plays a little bit high and can get washed in the wrong game. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, like, uh, Retchard's senior too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, just like to see him, just see more, right? Yeah, more consistency. Uh, what do you think um, of the, the 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 two Davises in Nebraska, Khalil and Carlos Davis? At, honestly, after those three, oh, I'm just looking. I wasn't too high Is on anyone. Big drop after Landers, Williams, and Winter. Yeah, how about you? I, I kind of like Khalil Davis as a uh, for his, his. I thought his short area quickness was flashing. He made some yeah. nice hustle plays. Chased down a screen, I think, against Wisconsin. Um, so he's a guy, he's battled a lot of injuries. He has a thick injury history, though. Mm-hmm. Last year was kind of his only healthy year so far in four years at uh, Nebraska. Uh, I, I thought Carlos Davis was a nice compliment to him in terms of being the one tech, the, yeah. the more of the heavy run stuffer. Uh, I thought he held the point well. Um, strong guy, uh, just eating space. Yeah. I was kind of. Uh, underimpressed by Lorenzo O'Neal. Okay, I wanted to bring that up. I was really disappointed with uh, Lorenzo O'Neal. I just I, I expected more. It, it kind of happens with guys who, I think, partially the hype is because of his father uh, being one of the best fullbacks we've ever seen. So it's like, y- yes. oh, this guy's son's a good player in the Power Five because obviously yep. he's a good college football player. 
and that kind of builds some hype. And yep. Purdue's not becoming a team, but yeah, he like I didn't have a draftable grade on. Nor do I. I didn't see much, and I really wanted to. Um, the Michigan guys, Carlo Camp, and uh, I can never say his name. Michael Wumfort. I Michael uh, Doomfort. Yeah, I know. Doomfort. 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 I don't know. Why I wanted to say Wumfort. Uh, I wasn't too impressed with either of them either. Yeah, no, I know. Outside of, like, I, I had to go Landers, Raquan Williams, Khalil Davis, Carlos Davis, Robert mm-hmm. Windsor, Lorenzo Neal, Ben Still, the other Nebraska guy, and then Big Drop. Throw an R at the end of that, I'd be interested. Ben Stiller. Ooh. You just, just like good content. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Jumping just, over the edge group. Quickly, can I say, it feels like a down year at the interior of the divisional line for the Big Ten. But a big year I think for in general too. Just coming out of last year's really impressive interior defensive line class. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. But big year for the edges. Very big year. Yes, especially in the Big Ten, where yeah, I think the two best edge rushers in the country reside, and I think that it's a legit conversation of who who's one and who's two. And I one of my favorite things about the conversation is there's kind of like the this guy's. More has arrived, and this guy's got all the upside in the world. Yeah, that's for sure the difference. Um, let me say, I don't think I'm as high on either of them as the rest of the world seems to be. Well, I'm not as high on the third, the <laughs> apparent third guy in the group as the rest of the world. Okay, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, people are really high on him now. I, I liked him last year because the name and the, <laughs> the the stats. But okay, let's start. Let's start from the start. Okay. Who's your number Who one? Who's your number one edge? I have Chase Young over AJ Epeniza. I have AJ Epeniza over Chase Young. They're close. Um, who do you you go first with Epeniza? Okay, what for me? What put Epeniza over Chase Young yep. is he's more to me. He's a more consistent football player. It's less of big flash kind of for sure disappearing a little bit. Like Epen- it's more of yeah, less flashes and more just this guy's a goddamn good football great player. football player. Yeah. And in what he does in terms of pass rush, it's less reliant on overall athleticism yep. and more consistently reliant on uh combative hands, yes. power. Like he he can beat you uh with just a straight bull rush if he needs to. Yep. And he, he he's got an NFL I mean they both have NFL bodies. But his is more ready now, where I think Chase Young can fill it a bit more. Which I is agree. Crazy because he's already really well built. Yeah. Um, but uh, just Epeniza can dominate as a run defender. Yes. Too because of the strength and power and leverage. Uh, he's also got a great motor. Yes. Uh, like Epeniza, I wrote down so many different comps when I was watching him. Pick one. Like, just one. Yeah. Cam Cameron Jordan. Okay. Uh, the size similar, like six four two eighty. Again, love the size. The he looks NFL ready. Agree with you with the hands. I think that was the first thing that stood out to me. Like heavy and competitive. I can't say that word well. Uh, just really good with him. Um, and like you said, in the run game, like he's always involved, right? Like the fact that Iowa has him and Tristan Wirfs this year is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, like again, like he doesn't really get moved. He's just there. He's there. And again, yeah, like not the greatest athlete. And this is a guy who wasn't given all the time full time starter snaps because of yeah. like seniority and stuff. That's the Iowa way, baby. That's what they do. Um, 
You have a first round grade on him, right? I mean, I'm assuming. Oh, I, I, him and uh, Chase Young, I think, are like going to be top ten guys. Yeah, I, I think they'll both be top ten picks. They're, they're they're currently my ninth and tenth player. Yeah, I'm like I'm just not in love with them, but I can see why having Epineza over Young. Young is all like not all, but like trying to project. He, what he he's can be. he's a, it's interesting because he's got obviously the big projection stuff I was mentioning. Yeah. But he's also a lot more, I think, at times, ready than giving credit for. I think he's really, he uses his hands really well at times. It just needs to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. He, like, yeah, I agree. And he's a really effective run defender. Yeah, no. Um, like, like lots of, like... strong sh- holding the edge. Like, not to... not No pun intended, but lots of, like, <laughs> the chase and tackles and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Like, making plays from the backside, stuff like that. Um... Six five two sixty five, oh. and I think he can afford to put on another ten pounds. Yeah, you you when you look when like just looking at him physically, he looks like that number one pass rusher, right? He, he, but the comp I down for him is JD Clowney. Okay, <laughs> so, who was like? I, yeah, I, I think the athleticism and like he's a powerful guy too. Mm-hmm. But I think he isn't the same. Like he he's. Almost more developed as a run defender right now than he is as a pass rusher, I, no. and that's where it, the, it comes back to his flashes are flashy could, as yeah. a pass rusher. But you just want to see more consistency. Where Epineza is always going to bring it. I, I think he's um, like a really good athlete. Not like, like I think he's a really good athlete, but not like the not like freak freak speed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like not the what Clowney was. Yeah, I mean, like I th- yeah no yeah and like exactly um but. He's good. <laughs> yeah, no, they're both a joy to watch. I'm so excited. Like, Big Ten football is going to be really fun this year, especially, like, the the offensive line and these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have Yusuf Gross Matos as your third I, guy? I don't. Uh, you? No, I, because I, I love someone else, but... I love someone else as well. Willikies? <laughs> Willikies, it? no. But uh, I think Willikies is this year's chase winner. I love Willikies. <laughs> I, I for me I have it Epineza, Chase Young, my guy, Yuder Grossmatos, then Kenny Willicky. I, I like like. Do you want to talk Grossmatos just while we're here? Yeah, sure. Uh, and then we'll talk our each of our favorite guys. Okay, um, six four two sixty five. Again, all these guys are just true juniors, so that's crazy. Um, he like there's flashes with him. It's he just like he's very not technically sound. Yeah, is he Danielle Hunter? He's this great freaky athlete who's mm-hmm. been untapped, and the flashes are impressive. Mm-hmm. But he also he, he could get washed at times. Like he, I thought he struggled at times against Maryland. Yeah, Derwin Gray was giving him hell. He, no, he was. He was struggling with Derwin Gray. Yeah, that was I thought one of Derwin Gray's best games. Yeah, I was like, why wasn't this guy for a Trump pick? <laughs> In steal of the Steelers draft. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, he did. Like, Derwin Gray stifled him quite a few times. But then again, there's the flashes. I, I don't know if he knows what he's doing, but he's he can get to the quarterback at times. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's like the pure upside guy, so I get why we're seeing him in the, mm-hmm. like, first-round mocks, but I'm just not there with him yet. Um, he stuffed the stat box a lot for Penn State last year, too. But he then really, you th- He really did. You throw the tape on, and it doesn't feel like it? He, he also, I don't think, has, like, I, I didn't think he had great bend or anything. No. He's a little bit high. Yeah. 
and just didn't always have a pass rush plan. I, I think agree. he's an explosive athlete, but yeah, he he wasn't winning with like bend around the edge or anything. I agree. Um, he, he flashes of strong hand use, but not consistent. Um, like he is a raw, like piece of clay that could be molded into what people call him right now. But I agree. He's not there. I agree. Um, who's your guy? Well, no, we're going to your guy next, and I unveil mine. Oh, fuck. Okay, fine. Kenny Willickies is the best football <laughs> Yeah, Kenny Willickies, 6'3", 260, decent athlete. Yeah. Wins with effort, motor, yep. hands, power. Yep. He is, he's also a guy who it took forever for them to realize he's an edge rusher. <laughs> like, he started, it, I think, as a linebacker, moved to tight end. then moved, so weird. Like, back to linebacker and then became a pass r- or an edge rusher because... Of an injury, but he looks like he—he's been doing it his whole life. Yeah, no, I think he's like the type of guy who ends up going on day two, and you just get like a Chris Long, Brandon Graham type of pass rusher there. Yeah, no, I agree, and like good against the run, like sheds it, like just like throwing the Ohio State game, and like, he's just making plays all the time. Like he's a very well-rounded NFL ready type. Exactly. Like I guess, like I have a fourth on him right now, but like it's like a day two guy. You know what I mean? Because like the, the summer, NFL coaches are gonna love him. He's gonna go on day two, and like, I it's hard not to love he's him. Chase Winovich, he, basically, yeah. I think like, I don't think he's the athlete Chase was, but uh, yeah. But that was also surprising how it, explosive Winovich tested. Exactly, it was. But um, maybe I don't know. Maybe not the same pass rusher. I I think he needs to like Winovich's. Rip move was lethal. I yeah. think Willikies kind of has to develop that go-to yeah. dominant move. And I think maybe Willikies might be more. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, what the word is. Um, like more disruptive in the run game. Where where I I agree. Where Winovich could get washed from time to time. But, didn't have that overall great anchor. Yeah, but also like yeah, but Winovich will make like the the rundown plays and this flash play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where Willikies is like shedding blocks and making TFLs. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I, I agree with you on this. Uh, my guy's Carter Coughlin from Minnesota. Okay, I, I saw you hyping him on Twitter. He's interesting. I When I watched him, so 6'3", 245, mm-hmm. really fit for a 3-4 outside edge role. Mm-hmm. Um, with him, like, I don't have, like, some massive grid on him. Yeah. I love the motor. I thought he showed impressive bend and ability to win uh, on the speed rush with the dip on the outside. Yeah. Uh, I f- there were there was flashes of combo moves in in terms of his hand fighting. Um, he he I isn't I, I again I think he's really fit to stand up and pass rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when he was asked to cover, I thought he he was better at it than you expect. Yeah, he, I just see a way where he could end up being like the TJ Watt of this group. I knew you were gonna say it. I mean, that's who he reminded me of. I really <laughs> like Carter Coughlin. I thought your guy was going to be Joe Gaziano in Northwestern. <laughs> I, I hate Joe Gaziano. All heart, baby. I don't care. I love him. It's all heart. Um, He's a leader on that it, Northwestern D. But I, I do think the five guys we named are the five guys. Um, I want to. I kind of wanted to bring up Josh Uji in Michigan. I think there's a lot of upside, and he just needs to play more. Yeah, it, but I think he's a really interesting athlete. Yes, that's for sure. That's just like, that's really all I wanted to say. But uh, he's interesting. Leverage and bend and explosiveness made me think like this guy could be if if he just playing him more could really 
flash a ton as a pure pass rush take. Because, yeah, just even just watching live games last year as a Michigan fan, uh, constantly flashing. But, like, was he at 6'2", 238 or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, and probably I, later. I, I'm also interested in the Central Michigan transfer to Michigan, Mike Dana. Oh, yeah? Okay, cool. I respect that. Uh, so I'm interested to see both of them. I just want to see them both play a little bit more. Uh, but that, that was kind of it for me. You ready to go to the linebacker? Yeah, let's move on to the linebacker. There's it's lots an, of them. It's an interesting group. And, like, there's the guys that we talked about last year that, like, didn't take the leap. It's an interesting group. Where do you want to start? I don't know. Who's your number one? I think Marcus Bailey, Rob. Marcus Bailey's my number one. I, I love Marcus Bailey. He's one of my favorite players. Me too. I didn't know how much I was going to love him when I put him on. <laughs> Yeah, so the thing with Marcus Bailey is he's really fucking good. Yes. <laughs> but he's not, like, some elite athlete. But he's pretty good for, what, 240? Like, he's a solid athlete. 6'1", 235. Like, he's gotten, like, no trouble making tackles in space, though. Re- really really good instincts. Mm-hmm. Uh, really physical football player. Yes. Makes splash plays for Purdue, too. Yes. To pick six against Ohio State, for example. Yeah. Um, I, I fuck it. I wrote down Navarro Bowman when I was watching him. Uh, I like that. That's fun. He looks like he, he looks like a really good. Like I, again, I don't think he's a freak it's athlete, just, but I think it, it checks the like he's fine. He, he's gonna fall into the category of the Big Ten linebacker we always fall in love with because of instincts. But he's a better athlete than those ones we've had in the past. I totally agree. Um, but because like think the athleticism will ultimately probably keep him out of the first round. Fair enough. <laughs> but like it, I think this Ohio State game, um, they're using him like in. Like, almost as an overhang, almost as a slot guy, a nickel guy. And the, all those screen plays that Ohio State loves to run, he's just out there on the edge, you know, uh, shedding blocks and making the tackle. Yeah, no, the thing with him is I, I think he ends up going 45th overall and starting for 10 years. Mm. Like, I think he's the Darius Leonard type of this class, if I had to say someone was right now. Yeah. Like, I really love Mark Spillian. Like, he's, really, like, NFL ready to go. I think so, too. And, like, in, in coverage, he's flowy. He's active. He, like, again, motor coming out of the ass. I, I like Bailey a lot. After that, it's like a... And, again... Yeah. I, I was just going to add that with more eyeballs on Purdue mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. he's a guy who could really... Uh, Elevate himself. In yeah. terms of hype. Yeah. Uh, after him, I think... I, I'm still a Patty Fisher fan. I think uh, Patty is still my next guy, but I'm not where I was a year ago on him. I, oh, no, nor nor am I. Yeah, but um, I think I think with Patty Fisher, he he clearly like wasn't the same guy last year that I mm-hmm. think he was the year before. There was some regression there, mm-hmm. but he still has the, he missed. It was strange because I the as a as a. Um, was as a freshman, a yep. Richard freshman. Yep. I felt like he was just a tackling machine. And then Richard sophomore used a handful of times. He just miss a handful of tackles. He looked a little more hesitant too. Like uh, the instincts. Yeah, it, was, it was it was weird. Uh, but he's still six three two forty one. Yeah. Impressive instincts, big motor. Yeah. He'll make those flashy sideline to sideline type tackle plays in the run game at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's a great athlete, but I'm not like super worried about his overall athleticism. Yeah. I'd like to see more from him in coverage. Like, with Marcus Bailey, I think his instincts really show up in coverage at times. I agree, yeah. But I think Pat, Patty Fisher can be a Mac backer in the NFL. Yeah, no, I... Like, I, I think I've got a fifth on him right now, but he's interesting. Yeah. Uh, 
And after that, I thought there was a bit of a drop-off. I still... Malik Harrison still intrigues me. I think he's maybe the most interesting. Uh, Yeah. I thought Muhammad Barry's a guy who's going to get some hype. You you think he was or he was... He's going to get some hype. Muhammad Barry. See, I... Barry, I knew there was some love for him out there, and... I wasn't super impressed with him. I just, I, I think he's raw. Yeah. And he missed too many tackles and is because of over aggressiveness right now. And yeah. His instincts aren't great. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, for sure. The overall explosiveness, motor, and aggressiveness are going to get eyes on him. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess Harrison's similar, right? Yeah, I think, I think with Harrison is, um, he flashes. Yes, big time. Uh, it, it's, he'll, he'll flash. Now, it's not consistent, but a flash ability and coverage that is really interesting. And, like, yeah, like again, the instinct's not always there, but then the big, splashy TFLs and, like... Uh, he did that in-game last year. I watched, I think, every Ohio State game last year, and it was, like... Um, he'd be disappeared he, and then he'd show be, up? Yeah, but it, it was, like, it was strange because he'd never be kind of, like, the marquee guy they're talking about. He always shows up for the Michigan game, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And, and I think him and Tough Borland are both really interesting. Like, uh, I, I think yeah. Borland's the less flashy guy. Agree, yeah. But uh, it is like you know what he is versus Malik Harris. Like a really interesting upside. Like I think Borland would probably get drafted. I'm not a, like the biggest fan of him, but he's yeah. I kind of I kind of categorize Tough Borland, uh, Joe Batchy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think Blake Gallagher kind of are in the same range. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you love you're a big Thomas Barber fan. I know that. Um, oh gosh, forty five years ago, maybe. I thought Isaiah Davis, the Maryland linebacker, was a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought he was kind of just a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well built, knocking people's heads off in the run game. Um, okay, where did we stand on Kaliki Hudson? Okay, this was like. This is the big conversation for me because I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I like is he a box safety? Is he I, a linebacker? I don't. I is, think he's a box safety. Like, is he TJ Ward or is he Quan Alexander? I don't know. I like. I like him. He makes plays. I'm not sure where to play him though, and I, I feel like I can't fully have an opinion on it until I've decided. I, I just yeah, yeah. five eleven two twenty yeah. Um, like he's not the athlete Jabril Peppers is. No, he he's was. not. But he's a good athlete. He he's a, yeah, he's a solid athlete. Yeah. Uh, I don't th- I, like I don't think Hudson's anywhere to what Jabril Pepper was in terms of what he could be in the NFL. No, I agree because like, like I mean Jabril athletically, you could say he's a safety, right? Like no problem. Yes. Where Hudson, I don't think you can say he's anything but a box safety. Yes. He's a f- physical football player. He's really willing to get his nose in there. He's a decent athlete, mm-hmm. decent instincts. I think he can f- flash the ability to man up against tight ends. I'm just... But not not like, not like not the greatest in coverage either. Yeah, like maybe if you're taking Kaliki Hudson, and obviously it depends where you're taking him, but... The best way to use him is just to use him a bit of everywhere. Yeah, because uh, like he can get after the passer too. Like he's a good like, like is, he, is he a true box safety? Is he a linebacker? Is he an overhang defender type? Like you just kind of have to figure out how you're going to use him. Um, what I want to know what what round grade you slapped on him if you have one. Uh, let me check. Yeah, you draft uh, a little bit. Fifth, right? sixth. Yeah, okay. I feel the same way right now about Hudson. I got a fifth. 
but again, yeah, I I mean I like him. He's a good football player. I just don't know what to do with him. Yeah. Um, anyone else you you really want to talk about here? No, uh, the Hudson was. I mean, it's an interesting group of players because especially like lots of question marks, lots of upside. I, I I just all I know is I love Marcus Bailey. I'll I'll add this. Oh yeah, I love Marcus Bailey too. I hope Patty Fisher gets more back to the freshman yeah, year. Yeah, me too. And Mohamed Berry's a guy who I'm really interested in seeing more. Mm-hmm. Same with Malik Harrison for that matter. Yeah. Um, and then I'll add this: Cameron Brown and how Penn State uses him. It's fun. And I'll just leave it at that. That's all I needed to say about him. Yeah. Okay, let's let's move on to the corners. Obviously, since the Big Town show, it's our, our longest show so far. But, uh, yeah, corner, corner group's a little bit interesting. I think there's one dude who's just like, yeah, first-round type. Yeah, I agreed. Then, that's Jeffrey Okuda. Yes, I agreed. Six-foot, 200, entering his true junior year at Ohio State, big-time recruit. I mean, the athleticism is so clear. The ball skills are clear. The body. The, he's, yeah, the body type. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought his instincts were really impressive in zone coverage. Yeah. Uh, like, he is a first-round type of corner. Uh, I agree. Where's your big question with Akuda? Uh, physicality in the run game. I don't disagree. Uh, he's, not, he's not a bad tackler, though. I just think he, you want to see more of a want from him. No, I, 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 like again. I think we both love nickels and corners that just are like yeah. behind the line, behind the line of scrimmage making plays, and he's not that type of guy. But, but yeah, like right now, co- I think it's going to be a really, really good corner class. Yeah, he is my third overall. He, he's very like I see him being a first round pick, and again, six foot two hundred, well built. All those boxes yeah. are checked, and yeah. Off his true sophomore year, yeah. it's just like all the talent in the world between his athleticism, ball skills, size, and instincts. Yeah, he is a franchise type of corner. I slept a Kyle Fuller comp down on on in there, um, but yeah, he is just when you when you throw on corner tape, a lot of the time you can tell within ten plays whether mm-hmm. this guy's got the movement skills to really be an NFL playmaker at corner mm-hmm. and his were very clear. I like honestly snap one he just looks like an NFL player. Yeah, it's just such a smooth athlete. Really, really fun watch for me. Yeah. Um who's your number two guy? Uh Lavert Hill? Yeah. The correct answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's reason like a question. <laughs> um Robert Hill. It's because I, I did love DiCaprio Boodle, but Boodle's fun. I actually liked him. Hey, okay, Boodle's uh, on my list of guys I'm interested. In. Yeah, no, me too. Anyways, uh, Lovert Hill, inconsistent. Yeah, I think that's the first word that comes to my mind with the Lovert Hill. Is uh, a nickel? Do we agree he, on these. He things? just might be. Yeah, I, we agree on these things, he, and uh, he just might be. I think he's a good football player. Uh, again, I just want to see more consistency. I like that, despite maybe not being the base guy. Like he's not unaggressive. Yeah, he, it's uh, he's aggressive, but it comes and goes almost. Yes, I, I like. Like I don't think he's a great athlete, but he's like pretty technically sound in terms of mm-hmm. footwork and uh, hip hip ability. Uh, I guess fluidity is a better word. Um, <laughs> and I like his ball skills. I don't think he's like a slammed. I. I feel like I've seen first round talk with him. I don't think he's like I'm not there with him. Like I have a no. fifth round grade. Which round? Sorry, fifth. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm around there too. It's like he struggled with Miles Boykin, which I, I guess bad matchup for him. Agreed. Um, so I didn't love that, and like 
I do like him. Like, there's a lot to like there, and he's my number two corner here. But yeah, no, I, th- I think he's pretty clearly the number two guy. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like you know what he. I think you know what he's going to be. You just want to see it more consistently. Yes. Um. Then, I, but I, my next two guys are pretty tight. And it was uh, your boy DiCaprio Boodle and uh, Michigan from Nebraska, and then Michigan State corner Josiah Scott. Okay, interesting. I okay, let's talk Boodle because I mean I knew the name because of the name. Um, I put him on; he was a better football player than I expected. I guess. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. Uh, I I think I saw a PFF stat about him, mm-hmm. and that was like kind of all I've seen on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, no, definitely a really interesting uh, – Nebraska got a couple corners there. Um, I, well, but he's the best one. I like – I did like Lamar Jackson too. I, well, it's, Lamar Jackson's massive. Yeah, that's – first thing is first. Like, you, you look at him and he's like, okay, he's big. Like, kind of stiff and all the stuff that comes with being a bigger corner. But, like, 6'2", 215. I think their other corner, Eric Lee, is going to be better fit to be a safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a big guy. But, yeah, with Boodle, I think 5'10", 190. Um, pretty decent-looking athlete. Yeah. Move well, man coverage. Good uh, man turn, foot, foot ability to mirror. Decent speed. Yep. Decent aggressiveness. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it didn't blow me away with anything, but I thought interesting tools. I, I agree. Um, you like the Michigan State corner, right? Eh? Yeah, so, so I got 5'10", 171. Really, really thin. Yeah. Uh, not a great tackler. Not going to give you a ton in terms of aggressiveness. But with him, I thought he was just a, a smooth mover. I, I kind of like what I saw with his ability to mirror and man. I, I liked his ability to close in zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a super raw guy, but... Michigan State's shown they've ha- they have an ability to develop corners, so I thought he was just kind of a guy who I'm interested to see in his true junior year. Um, yeah, after after Scott and Boodle, I had like Lamar Jackson, yeah, Arnett, Damon Arnett, Arnett like draft you don't have draft was on this too, right? No, I feel like like Arnett will probably it's, be in the league, but like he's okay. Arnett's always the guy though. Over like the last two or three years, when I watch Ohio State games, he's the one in the big moment. He either gets beat or commits pi. Yeah, like, no. He, he, I just don't think he has the athleticism. Yeah, to be an NFL like like caliber it's, corner. It's a little just like wishy washy out there. Um, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. I don't know. He's okay. Um, that's that's it for corners. I'm assuming. Yeah, who's your number one safety? Because uh, it depends what you. It's weird. There's no, for me, there's no, like, true, like, I don't think it's a very good safety group in the big time. Me neither. Um, and I think the, my, my, the two guys I have at the top are play specific roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one guy is Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota. Yeah. Um, he's who I fun. think is he's actually a nickel. Yeah. Just like just like his dad's. Just like Pops. Um, um, he's, like, the highlight reel plays are fun with him. Sure. Really physical, yeah. Like he's got the thing that I love in a nickel, physicality, mm-hmm. uh, really willing to stick his nose in there, and uh, be an enforcer in the run game. The, the questions come with overall athleticism, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think he's got great feet, and I, I don't think he's. I think he's a bit stiff in the hips. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty worried there. He's also battled injuries. Yeah. I'm I, a guy I really want to see more on. Who, who do you have up next? Fuller? 
No, Antoine Brooks Jr. Okay. I just, with with him, the Maryland safety, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. I know what I'm using him as. I know this is Morgan Burnett. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a fucking physical enforcing run defending safety <laughs> who's gonna play around the line of scrimmage and basically a linebacker playing listed as a safety. I, I kinda like Jordan Fuller. Uh, he's got a ton of upside. Yeah, exactly. He's just so inconsistent. Exactly. It's like he flashes this range and ability and ball skills to make plays in zone coverage, but he also he'll like struggle to cover a tight end yeah. or a slot and man. Yeah. And just too many missed tackles. He'll stick his nose in there, but he'll miss the tackle. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, but like some, yeah, not like not at a not an overly physical tackler. And yeah, he'll miss tackles. Sometimes he'll get. The funny thing is, like sometimes he'll make a tackle. I'm like, where did he come from? Like that's kind of like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like the flashes are there, but yeah, he didn't really take that step forward as a junior that I was mm-hmm. hoping with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Metellus is gonna be a good special teams guy. He is. He likes to hit people in the mouth. He's gonna go undrafted, but make a roster. Yeah, Chris Marigold's that... comp already hit it. So uh, no, I used that on somebody. I forget who, but okay, I fine. used it already. Jordan Kovacs comp. <laughs> nice, perfect. <laughs> Um, I actually, yeah, like I don't think Mattel's gonna be a safety. I think he's like, he's a fine third safety. Like, sorry, like third string safety and special teams. Guy. Yeah, you, you're, you're, he's gonna be on your team because of what he does on special teams. Uh, yeah, I think he's a smart, smart football player. So yeah. yeah, no, like I watch him as like this guy's not draftable, but like I, he always knows my camp. Yeah, like he's he's helping the secondary like line up, and he's always know where he's supposed to be going. Yeah, I IQ and physicality yeah, exactly translates to specials special in my mind. Yeah. Like, uh, well, hold on. Are you saying special teams captain caliber potential? You, you know my bit about special teams linebackers. <laughs> they just have to be like really athletic and physical. Yeah. Well, to be a special team safety, you have to have a high football IQ and be I, physical. I, I don't disagree. I mean, like unathletic almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I wrote down Geno Stone saying the Iowa safety. I thought there was some stuff. Okay. Uh. Um, was I just buying into? I thought he was a physical tackler, which I was like, mm-hmm. I might just be buying into all the Iowa draft type. I really want to know. I think we're moving on. I think we. I think. I think it's a big question: who's going to come out of the Big Ten this year? I'm interested to see who, who your picks. Yeah. But first, who's your best offensive prospect? Which I think is another interesting conversation. Uh, it, it is an interesting but. conversation. I have a. Beatty's number one. No, I. Uh, Worf's number one. Okay, I have Beatty's number one. They're close. I, 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 that's what I was trying to remember. I, they're the close. They're close. Yes. That's that's the conversation on offense. Then on defense, it's Epineza or Young. You have Young, I have Epineza. Yeah, but again, I, very close. I think this is the first time we've differed on either, and we've differed on both here. Yeah. I go Tyler Beatty's and AJ Epineza. You go Tristan Worf's and Chase, Chase Young. Young. Yeah. Uh, is Okuda third? Yeah. For sure. I'm just thinking. On defense? Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Coughlin, baby. <laughs> no, no, Okuda's definitely there. Okay. I hey. Th- I think I, I think after Okuda, I actually have Marcus Bailey. I do, too. Yeah, I like I like Marcus Bailey a lot. I also like Kenny Wilkies a lot, so. I'm glad. I'm not. I hate Michigan State, but I like him. Good to know. Uh, okay. Now the question you wanted answered. Uh, conference champion in the Big Ten. Let, let's do division by division. Who do you have winning the East? Uh, Ohio State. Because you had to? Yeah. I did Michigan because I have to. I, I think okay. it's... I, I don't have to. I'm an Oregon fan. I actually think <laughs> Ohio State is going to win because 
They beat the snot out of Michigan every year. I mean, we had, I know we we're not supposed to say Justin Fields' sound name. Sounds flustered. Uh, shut up. I know we're not supposed to say Justin Fields' name, but uh, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. I fun. wait. wait I, he's backing up Gunner Hoke. <laughs> retweet. Yeah. I I think like the Big Ten's pretty open. I think in the East it's Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Um, I think Michigan's getting overhyped. I'll say it, Rob. I think it's too yeah. much. Too. People are underrating Ohio State too much. And I can't yeah, believe I'm saying that. Or you're just trying to reverse psychology. No, I'm, I'm being honest. In the West is like, where the fuck are you going there, though? For me, I wrote down Wisconsin at first. Yeah? Okay. And then I took it off because I decided for them, they don't have enough. Like, like I think they're going to obviously be able to run the football. Yes. And they've got the offensive line play every year. Yes. And Jonathan Taylor... But the QB position, I think it, at first it's like, I'm just assuming it's an upgrade, but I shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, no. <laughs> no. And, and and then I, I thought of it, and I was like, they don't have a dude on defense this year. No. So I, I moved th- away from that. They've lost and, a lot of defensive talent over the last two years. And, like, not high-end talent or anything, but just good football players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then <laughs> I, uh, I ended up learning... On Nebraska, dude, it's what I think you can like. I've seen Northwestern getting picks. I've seen lots they of. They won it last year. Yeah, I know. You can never count them out. Um, no Clayton Thorson, which again, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, but Hunter Johnson. I know. Star. I know. Uh, Adrian Martinez. You're that's right. why. That's why I gave it to Nebraska. I'm not. I'm not I, I scouted a freshman game from him. It's yeah. like this dude's got the A factor. And then I also, after watching the tape of guys like. I, I mentioned how I like Barry. Yeah. I mentioned all three of their corners. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned their. I, I kind of like both their tackles. I think for a college bookend tackles, those are both really interesting guys. Spielman fits that offense. Um, I just think Nebraska overall just has the most upside, but they also could falter the most because the hype is actually built so high up. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, for me, I'm not 100% sold on Martinez yet. Again, watching tape from other guys, he's wild, but he's fun. Uh, Scott Frost is the reason, but I'm I'm picking the old Hawkeyes of Iowa coming out of the West. <laughs> is that 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 could be just the safe pick? That's that's what I'm thinking. Just like Nate Stanley, safe. Okay, two of the best tackles in the country. Okay, AJ Epineza. Uh Sergeant's not bad. Who cares who they're throwing the ball to? They'll they'll have a tight end. You know what I mean? I think I think you can literally make an argument for anyone in the West outside of Illinois. <laughs> Probably, right? Like, I like, think I I just Nebraska went four and eight last year, and I'm picking them. Yeah, I and mean, like, yeah, and, and that's like the popular pick versus like Wisconsin's the generally the safe pick, but Iowa's also another good safe bet. Yeah, Purdue's the kind of bet the on one. Brom. Uh, Minnesota's bet on rowing the boat. Yeah, and I mean, Northwestern is a safe pick as well. I mean, how many times do I got to say it? I love the coaches in the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm just going to pick Illinois out of respect to Lovey and that beard. Uh, you have Ohio State beating Nebraska? I I do. I have Michigan beating Iowa. This is a really good and interesting year. Like, we just... I know. Maybe... You know what? What's that? I, I declare this. Every Saturday, the only college football games I'll be watching is Big Ten West. <laughs> it's an... Like, it's... And the, there's so many great coaches. There's so many great... Like... The Big Ten's the best coaching. 
It is. Like every every new hire is like so so great. Maybe not the best actually, but it's the best. Like the the best. It is the best. I mean like so like what school doesn't have a fun coach? Rockers. Yeah, like Illinois is clearly the worst. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I blocked Rutgers out of my mind. But it's Lovey Smith. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chris Ash. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, yo. They should just fire Chris Ash and bring back Greg Schiano. I mean, might as well. Um, okay. okay. That was fun. <laughs> Let's pick our city that we can get out of here. I wanted you to pick it. I I, I didn't know where to go. Sticking with our lovely theme, Champaign, Illinois. Okay, that's a great choice. Okay. Are you kidding me? That's what I wrote down. Awesome. I'm glad. That's a great choice. Um, the Champaign right. cities. What else is there to say? Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. Great Big Ten episode. It was late at night and uh, a delayed app for us, but hey, we got through it and I had a blast, to be honest. I love the Big so, Ten. Uh, follow us on Twitter at AJMarchese13, at NFL. Listen to our NFL podcast, Resting the Starters, for general NFL banter. Go to armchairmedianetwork.com, listen to all kinds of podcasts there, or read my NFL draft-specific articles, or head over to profootballnetwork.com and read my AFC South work. Thanks, and goodbye.